We just have to jump in. That way we won't be nervous. We just jump in. Hey! <laughs> Welcome she to Anna McGarry Knows Everything. I'm Anna McGarry. And this is where she talks about art in its various forms. And I know everything. She does. And I do talk about art. This week, I am joined by Benny. What's his name? Roth? Rothschild? Yeah, Rothschild. I keep wanting to call him Benny Anderson, but that's a man from ABBA, I think. Sarah went to high school with Benny. They're friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's his, uh, this is how he got on this podcast. Benny has an awesome band. They're called Thoughts. His bandmate, Angel, also joins us for the beginning. She slips away in the night in the middle because she has to go to work. Slips away? Did you record this at night? No, it was oh. the middle of the day. Okay. I was like, wow. <laughs> she slips away at night. <laughs> no, she does not slip away into the night. Um, yeah, you ever want to be in a band? Benny's in a band. So you can live vicariously through him. Yeah, you ever wonder what you talk about when you're in a band? This is it. This, this is, is your it. script, baby. <laughs> this is it. Memorize this and just start <laughs> talking. Play it on a loop. People, like, if you ever try to pick up girls, just start talking like this and they'll mm-hmm. be like, fuck, I think he's in a band. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we talk about genre, the artistic process, the creative process, how you make music. Mm. Um, <laughs> I should have asked him how to play guitar. Just like, how do you do it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I another time. would have gone really anyway. well over the phone. <laughs> um, near the end, uh, an iPhone alarm goes off for a while. It is eventually taken care of and turned off. <laughs> this is it is- yours? No, it is not mine. Okay. <laughs> it's someone in Benny's house apartment. Oh. So really far away, if you hear a faint beep, 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 just know that's in there. That's real. It's part of the show. And you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> um, and it will get turned off eventually. <laughs> that's, this, it also ends kind of abruptly because Benny's like, oh, I have to go to work right now. And I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to like, you, goodbye. Promote your man, Goodbye. <laughs> That's funny. It's kind of funny. Um, You'll have a little chuckle. Final words, Sarah? Um, their band is really great. Benny's really awesome. So is Angel. Love them. Hope you enjoy. And you're going to die, clown? So, cool. What a, so you're a dancer, right? You, you do the dancing? Oh, I do the dancing. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to actually beg a teacher for like 0.5 higher on an assignment to not get kicked out of my school for dance class oh nice like that's how bad i was at dancing like i did the book work but my assignments were just like me actually getting up and dancing was so bad i'd be like miss petrucci aren't you gonna miss someone knowing good music in your class and she was like you're right ben i need to fix this so she gave me a 79.6 in the class so i could not get probation and get kicked out <laughs> That's that inspirational. Great. Thanks, Patrouche. I really appreciate you not getting me expelled. I, really, yeah, I love you. Thank you. So, yeah, cool. We're, yeah, we, we were a band at one point. You met Roman. Yes, I did. You all three stayed in my apartment one night, like, yeah, over a year ago sometime. <laughs> yes. yes. That was actually on the tour where we, I mean, where we, we came to Philly. And we didn't know at the time we were going to live here. I don't think we planned on moving at the time. Or if we was, it was if we were, it was like Nashville, Nashville maybe maybe Los Angeles or maybe Los New York. But it was ne- neither. But neither New York or Los Angeles was ever actually discussed for more than a, like hypothetical. Like that would be cool because like money. 
it is crazy in Philly. Like we have a three bedroom townhouse with a basement and an upstairs and all this stuff. And it's like pretty, I mean, it's not gigantic, but it's, it's pretty big for the amount we pay for it. And you can like rehearse and stuff here and to get a place like this in New York would be like three grand or something. Like it'd be so expensive. Um, but the New York is nice because you're just right there with all the, all the venues and stuff. So it's, there, there are venues here, but they're all like basements, mm-hmm. at least the ones that we are primarily playing. There's definitely ones that we just hadn't gotten to break into yet though, because Corona, uh, like, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know when shows are coming back of any kind. Like it's, it's fun to, to bring that up to, to non musicians, but like other, other art forms. Cause like, visual artists are just like everyone buy my art but like they don't need to do art shows to like still make their art the way they make their art i guess um but i think most like live performance art forms really thrive with audiences and to not i mean to to have the audience be people typing in a live stream is is certainly interesting have Um, you done a lot of like live streamy online stuff um we've begun doing so yeah not with our own not through ourselves like we've just been doing it through like people be like we're doing a live stream tonight with this band or this band or things like that um yeah. we, the, we did this one with a group called scenes they were very cool um yeah scenes was cool and then yeah, and these are just like companies and are like services that's just like finding artists to just have like play a set or two or whatever like different ones do different things and for a different amount of times. Amount of times, yeah. So we did like a 15 minute set. And for us, it's been it's been nice and gradual because our, our set has evolved very quickly, um, but necessarily because we don't have a drummer. Um, we're just It's just the two of us and like that's the band now. Uh-huh. Um, so suddenly we've got, I mean, I, I've had a laptop on stage for a while, but it wasn't running drums or anything uh, like it is now. It was just like the source of my keyboards and mm-hmm. things, but now suddenly there's and angel brought a keyboard to two shows when we had roman yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, did we use it yeah yeah I don't, I mean, we used it, I at the one. Brought, I didn't need to use it yeah we just we, we just uh the, the, we we were doing this looping thing and the looping like semi worked so we had to we had to fall back on our plan b a lot which we was just which was just yeah which was just playing uh just like the three of us just playing as opposed to this new way of doing things but it's just um i think i think it's making us a little more like on top of what we need to know arrangement wise and stuff because before we we could just play it pretty quickly but there's a lot more kind of going on in the show now um so it's fun but it's it's a a learning curve so when we first did one of them they they offered like they're like how long do you want to do it and luckily it was like a 15 minute set that they were offering so that that was easier for us to figure out than like the forty-five minute set we had to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool that we got to do it next. Oh shit! Angel oh. just killed a fly, Sorry. or did you? <laughs> did you? It's also weird, like you know Sarah, obviously. Obviously. Um, like Floridians aren't. Does she still get excited when it gets cold? Like, do you see the little Floridian in her like sparkle a little bit? Because it still makes me genuinely excited for like below 60 because that's so right <laughs> i know that's not that's not even cold to like most people no. um but like i was wearing snow boots when it was like 40 out like just because i'm that guy <laughs> they were really just easy shoes to put on it's not like i was that cold but mm-hmm. they were snow boots like i won't i won't call them what they're not you know uh-huh. 
I can see that sparkle within her with like the first snow of the season, but it definitely it gets weary. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it stops being cute very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's weird because the snow here is like little, fl- I mean, I haven't, I'm sure it does get thicker, but it's been like little flurries of snow the whole time we've lived here. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I see footage in New York and it's like, yeah, we got like five inches or something. I'm like, how, how did, you know, it's, it's just re- regionally, it's strange how that works. Um, just like you can be like a two hour bus ride away and get so much more snow. What are the roles each of you are playing in the performing and like creation of, of music? So, good question. Per, yeah, per, <laughs> so I, I really do think, like, I mean, we both start a lot of stuff independently. Like, I'll start with recording first. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the way the band started was the two of us making music the same way we make music right now. It kind of came full circle. Because uh, before we, we, I mean, originally we wanted to be the two of us with another guitar player slash maybe keyboard player and a drummer where I play guitar and I stay on guitar. Angel would play key, uh, bass and stay on the bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we weren't thinking about um, having this kind of multi-instrumentalist switch type thing going on. Um, but then as it went on, uh, we ended up finding, a, we went through a couple different drummers. We played a couple gigs with different drummers before they, no, like, we kind of had this one guy, Josh, was in the band for a while. Yeah. I, I call him an official member. He just... Yeah. We didn't end up releasing anything we recorded with him because uh, we got, he basically left like a week before a tour. He was like, I can't get off for this tour. And I was like, well, shit. Um, <laughs> so, like I would have to miss the last So Yeah, I mean, I, I, will, I will love Roman Condi, our old drummer forever, for stepping in on a week's notice and joining a band for a tour. You know, I mean, that, that, was, that took balls. Yeah. Um, and I'll thank Starbucks forever for giving him off. <laughs> we went on that tour and it was cool. So then we, we recorded the second EP with the drummer. And then as time went on, like, because that EP, we were a three piece and I didn't, we, or rather we didn't want to sound less full, um, live compared to the recordings. We, we just decided to make it as close to what we'd sound like as a three piece as possible. Mm-hmm. At least that was the rules for that EP, the second one. But then as time went on, we just stopped giving a shit. Like we ended up with a keyboard player, Mitch, much love Mitch, happy belated. Yeah. He was in the band for a while as well. Um. But after we no longer had a keyboard player and it was back to being a three piece, uh, I don't think a, I think Roman would have gone back to probably just doing some good, you know, more power trio style things. But I don't think Angel or I was willing to have less sounds mm-hmm. anymore. So that included live. And so we made we made our last album with a lot of collaborators. Well, our first album, but the most like recent not EP thing we've done. And that was a lot of fun. We just like had our friend Jada sing on some stuff. Our friend Jaden, who was on our most recent single, but the one before that, Simpler Times, he played the solo. And we, we had our friend Mike play, our friend Caitlin play, our friend Austin play. We just, a lot of people that we find talented on the record. Um, and then we were playing the stuff live without them, which was still cool, but it wasn't nearly as full as we'd worked really hard to make the records uh, sound. So uh, we ended up experimenting with live looping, um, so we like loop Angel's bass and then she'd switch to keys and then I had a keyboard set up eventually too and it it just kind of went from there. Um, but then uh, when Roman and us, when we, when we parted with Roman, um, we switched from having a hardware looper where the possibilities are within what it can do 
which I'm not saying it was super limited, but it had its drawbacks for sure um, to our current system with, with like a laptop and semi-looping, semi-tracks, uh, all that stuff, which is something that like high school me, so I was just like a rocker kid, so I probably would have scoffed at at one point, but I just, it, at this point, it's something that I think is just cool. Like it's, it's something that I'm like genuinely intrigued with. So when we do it live now, Angel's playing a lot of keys, and bass yeah. and we both sing yeah. a lot um and then i'm singing i'm running the the looping and the the backing things that we use and then i'm playing guitar on recordings now i play some drums we program stuff yeah um, recording process it's like a it, it's kind of different how like recently like or like i guess pretty much until like the it's of like the first dp because the first dp was Ben and I basically just setting down some fake drum beats, slate digital shout out, uh, uh, slate drums. But anyways, uh, like just us recording the first EP, and then after that, a drummer to record with, so someone else mine. But now it's just back to us two. So what Ben was saying, he writes a lot of songs like starting off with recording. So he'll show me like the demo, and maybe he won't have like the vocals recorded yet. He'll like sing the vocals or or whatever he's done. We'll we'll <laughs> refine it from there, like add shit or. Maybe playing my like just I'll just voice whatever and be like oh what about this part right here yeah like, a lot a lot of times uh, like I'll show I'll have like a verse chorus verse chorus structure of something and then I won't know how to end it like we have we have a lot of like stuff that we like we'll start that isn't that's an idea and then the other person will hear something that we haven't heard the whole time like you know it's um it's it's the kind of a cool thing where it's like how do I finish this I have no idea what I'm like should I go to outro here solo or yeah. A lot of times the structure will be like, I don't think there should be a second pre-chorus there. Or we just kind of... And for the most part, <laughs> I start my songs like basically guitar-wise. Guitar is definitely probably my strongest <coughs> of like writing a song, but sometimes I'll come in with like also bent, like what I like started for recording. Because that also helps too. Sometimes you just got to try different shit. <laughs> but yeah, mostly acoustic guitar is how I introduce my songs. So it's more of like we have to record a lot more of my songs like from scratch. Which is fine. Like I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it's just the. It's, it's just more the, report. It's just yeah. I think part of my songwriting process is making part of the arrangement for it, whereas Angel is very like song based in her songwriting. If that makes sense. Um, like it's it's just trying to figure out the feel she wants and like know what the structure is before we go in and record it. But the yeah the beats now too are a little more. I mean, they're not all electronic. I played some, like, I still play real drums on some recordings, like, with me just being the drummer. Because um, when we started, I would have done that. I had a drum set, but it the my microphone setup just, I didn't consider it sophisticated enough um, for a, a solid-sounding drum setup. <laughs> but now I think with everything that, like, each of us has probably bought at this point, um it we've got enough stuff to make it sound decent and especially back in florida too like i had this tiny little room and there was no room for the drums to actually sound like big drums in the room mm -hmm. if that mean you know um so now we've got a big downstairs we can record in and a roommate that doesn't really care so it's it's fine um to just like actually play drums and they sound good um, but we do a lot of electronic beats recently too like where there's just no need for having to do that because that's that's just a fun form of expression too like like I, I think the have you ever heard of an artist called still woozy i think i know one song 
So Uzi's got this one song called uh, Goodie Bag. It's like, uh-huh. oh, what I think about you. Super catchy. Like, you start listening, you're like, dang, this guy is the shit. Like, there's so many good, catchy, unique songs in their discography. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, th- I think that they were kind of a turning point for me, at least, where you can, I just thought of it. I, I don't know if I consider us an indie band specifically as, like, the sound that that says to people. Like, I think indie is a very complicated word. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like there's a lot I mean the Arctic Monkeys are an indie band and so are Arcade Fire if someone's trying to tell me those are the same genre of rock then like I think you know that, that's a rough one for me to agree with they're both so unique within that genre and obviously you can be unique within a genre from other artists that are still within that genre but I just think indie gets thrown a lot when people hear rock or something that isn't quite as heavy maybe a little catchier I'm like that's just pop rock then I I don't know. Indie's Indie's a complicated word, um, but I, I think like that's what I usually end up saying to people for us because it's the easiest thing to answer it with. Um, but when I think of that sound, I don't think of electronic and uh, kind of more hip hop inspired beats. But when I listen to Still Woozy, I hear those things melded in this like, beautiful, colorful tornado type thing. Um, and that I don't know. We both love that type of stuff a lot. We love the new Harry Styles album. I don't know if you got to listen to that. Oh, I love Fine Line. I liked the first album a little bit, and I liked certain songs by One Direction a lot. But I wasn't expecting to be that enamored with a record like start to finish. Like I was like, dang, he just sampled his ex girlfriend, and she's French. No wonder he's this in love with her for a whole album. Like, <laughs> geez. Um, like he knew it would get us in the feels. Like I'm like sitting next to my friend Josh listening to the album. And, Josh is just crying at how beautiful the middle section of that album is. I think now the the biggest thing that's changed about our process and I'm most excited for about our process is the song comes first and has always come first in this band. Like we were in a high school band together um, that was very called Jumbo Shrimp. Rest in peace. (laughs) Um, but it we that started with a very song-based approach and if anyone wrote something that wasn't me it was angel and i co-writing like angel really started writing full songs when this i mean she wrote before that but doing she really started bringing full songs to me as songs she wanted to do in a band with me then uh when this band started that was kind of well, it was it was right before this band started but it was the impetus for this band to start it was like the, you know the two of us will she, she writes in a style that works with my songs. It could have been the case where she writes. I'm like, this is an awesome song. I just don't know if this is the sound of what this band, you know, it could have very easily been that conversation, but it, it wasn't. I, she, she just immediately wrote songs that, that fit what we were doing. And then since then, what we were doing has evolved together. Um, so it's been song based the whole time for this band, but the band before, especially at the end became this like, well, let's just like, play man and like see what happens like, we just improvise a jam and that was cool but um it, suddenly i'm not bringing songs in to write because we're writing so many songs as a unit mm-hmm. um and we're both so- i mean i i if someone asked me what i am i would say songwriter and then i would say musician and then producer probably i don't i don't know but for me like i i think of myself as a songwriter and at the time did so that was that was a struggle for me in that band so in this band it's 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 that first, but now we just get to record as much as we want, especially because there's no, sadly, there's no shows that aren't on the internet right now. 
and the internet shows again are real i i genuinely enjoy doing them and i would like to do more of them when there are regular shows back i just really hope for the live performance industry in general i'm speaking for everyone like that that this needs to be fixed soon um this is i mean we're seeing a zero percent profit for the entire year of 2020 that's crazy the only because you're not i mean spotify is just not enough to make profit that's what this is proving mm-hmm. at least from an from a artist perspective um but from from a live performance perspective that was the main way i mean when i was growing up i was expecting to sell a lot of records mm-hmm. if i was to get famous i thought i was going to sell a lot of cds or something and now it's like you can have the number one album and not have sold a single physical copy um, people can just stream your album enough. You have to be Drake, but that happened with Drake. I mean, that, you do, I mean, it did happen with Drake. Um, I'm sure there was some physical copy. I don't know. I, I don't know. Probably a little bit, but it was enough from it was enough streams to clearly say, like, shit, this dude, this dude's made it completely digital at this point. You know that vinyl's coming back. You know a little bit. It's it's not gonna be the same as streaming, but that will help a little bit like if you do yeah. buy on make what like profit off yes yeah you guys you have to well. you have to get the you money well you have to get the money for vinyl yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but like i buy records i would i would buy my own record if it, if it came out i would i would love to have a vinyl copy of our album it's just it's expensive for artists in this day and age to, to promote to promote their work um like i feel like music it's the one of the easiest art forms for me to just be like, yeah, I'm going to play them at this dude's basement. That'll be cool. Hopefully there's some people there. And then there's people there. That, that just, that's, that's a pretty easy form of expression that way. I always wonder, like, because I have a lot of friends that are theater majors at UArts here. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them, Kelly, my friend, was asking, like, did I think that theater, I mean, they did an improv show in a basement. And that went pretty well. So she thought maybe it'd be a cool, viable option to potentially do full-on productions in basements in some way like underground theater and I'm, I'm sure that's a thing and i'm sure underground dance is a thing mm-hmm. i'm just only connected to one particular movement because it's really hard to find your way into that um yeah. i feel so like how... with uh dance and theater it's much more like the a lot happening in a physical theater and the separation between like who's on the stage who's sitting down quietly i mm-hmm. feel like there's more of an entry point to make it like a communal thing with music you know and like that exists in other art forms but i feel like we just see it more in music yeah i I do think it's the one that it's the most obvious yeah the only time we really see that separation is when it gets to that theater i mean part of that to me is just about the venue Mm -hmm. um like some of my favorite theater productions i've seen were black box productions in high school and like small small little rooms because of that audience interaction the space almost encourages you to because you're so close to begin with it's hard to kind of ignore them mm-hmm. um but i i do think yeah for what for whatever reason the music is the one that that separation is is the least evident at, at live performances i think it also might be because people have a more like casual relationship with music most people listen to music in some form every single day are they like consciously thinking about like theater or acting or 
let alone got like no one's watching dance every day (laughs) the the but the thing about that is also when they do watch those things it gets more reverence and attention maybe Mm -hmm. a live show is different but a live concert it's not only okay to take out your phone it's almost encouraged like it's Mm -hmm. good the band's reputation if there's a if you're on their if they're on your story repeatedly yeah um that, that at least that that's how it that's how it views to me if i see a bunch of people at the chance the rapper concert or whatever the big show was in town if i, if I see all my friends were there i'm like dang that that artist is doing some shit mm-hmm. um and it, it's kind of a like it, it's it's a good thing but on the other it, it'd be rude during other art forms to just whip out your phone in the yeah. case of some of it it'd be illegal you know so it's a, I think it's different in that way, but also the cat. We listen to music every day, but it's a it's a background mm-hmm. art form, you know. Yeah. Like I've got some friends over hanging out, chilling. We might just we might put YouTube on, and it might be like watching music videos, or it might just be pulling up Spotify. But we're having a conversation. Um, whereas if I you can sit down to watch a movie, but and I tend to do this a lot. I'm I'm pretty talkative during movies. But like typically the attention, you want to see what's going to happen in the movie. You want to be engaged in that. Like you want to be with dance. I'm always trying to figure out what story is being told to me through their movement. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can tell and sometimes they tell me the metaphor later. I'm like, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> You've explained it. Um, but that wasn't as immediately obvious as I've seen in some works where it's just like, um, it, which, is, which is also cool. Sometimes I like when things are vague. It's just different in music for whatever reason where it it's it's a different commodity where like yes there are concerts but that's the only that's the only time you're probably going to get the full attention unless someone decides to put a good pair of headphones on or loudspeakers on and just listen to the music with that being the the attention like a, a music theater as an idea right where you go see the film not the way you would in netflix but in a giant room with the best possible sound system all that stuff um, it, it would be cool, but I don't think anyone would go to it because you can already get it for free on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Very loosey goosey to be in the arts. Yeah, it's, the the arts is a um, well. If I hadn't spent most of Corona consuming other people's art, I'd say, well, I don't know if it's a viable career path for people anymore. You know, it's it's a rough one. But I'm mm-hmm. consuming so much art. That's not a that's an unfair statement, you know? It's yeah. My I, I think that's something like the lay person, the non-artist doesn't necessarily acknowledge. It's, yeah, I just don't think they, um, they're realizing that they're consuming art as much as they do. Yeah, that there are artists behind that. It's not just a show on Netflix, whatever. The other interesting thing, and I think this is a parallel between uh, music and, and other art forms is every art form in some way shape or form has use of dynamics whether that's the word used to describe it or not like I just I just speak of levels mm-hmm. you know like uh, if if someone's coming at you full force even if it's co- in a conversation like I, I remember learning as a theater because I it is weird that both Angel and I were theater majors uh, that's how we know like no one believes me because they're like but you're a musician like you were the music kid and I was like I know and I mostly hung out with music kids in high school uh-huh. but I was 100% a theater major and my best friends were theater majors did you ever um, see yourself like strongly pursuing theater as like your main thing or main artistic thing after high school um after middle school going into high school 
I uh-huh. did I was kind of unsure. Um, but the thing because I I had been cast as the lead in the eighth grade play or a lead. There was a couple of us, but I was mm-hmm. one of those. Um, and it I I kind of came in like in rock. I I tend to sing. With time, I've gotten over this, but I thought I had to use a rock voice. Mm. Um, and there is a difference between, I mean, there, there's a way of singing for, for popular music versus theater music, no question. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't have to make such a distinction. Like, I can still sing properly with what I've, I, they, they can be interchangeable if you, if you learn how to sing properly, essentially. So I, right around eighth grade, I thought maybe I could, I could do that, but it wasn't like, it was never something that the whole, like I got my whole world to like the world around me to agree with whereas with music in the sense that like when I perform music I'm not saying I get flooded with people congratulating me and telling me I got a, did a good job uh-huh. but I would know if I did a bad job <laughs> people's reactions um, I would know if they're being di- you know just disingenuous to me um, so uh, it would I think music was something that I, I had been stronger at for longer and theater is something that I just, I mean, I, I happened, I, I mean, I went to our middle school for it as well, but it was, I only went there for seventh and eighth grade because sixth grade, I didn't even think to audition for theater. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I auditioned for vocals and trumpet and I got in for trumpet, but it was my second. So I didn't get in um, and vocals. I didn't get in because I came in and accompanied myself. I wasn't thinking about this. I, I did a sticks song. I don't know if you've heard of sticks. Yeah. Um, uh, come sail. I, I mean, I did come sail away. So, like, <laughs> on an acoustic guitar for a choir audition. Like, they were like, well, he's got a great voice, but that's like, he showed no form whatsoever. Like, he just wasn't, uh, he cannot become part of the blend, essentially. <laughs> um, which was cool. I mean, I, I, it was I, necessary for me because I would have hated it. Um, yeah. It was a blessing. Theater was honestly the best major for me because I, I I grew up at a school of rock. That's how I met Angel pre-middle school because I've known Angel. Um, Angel told, and this is something that like legit made me cry. It was so beautiful. Um, she told me that the she saw me play the Star Spangled Banner when I was ten at a school of rock Woodstock benefit. So we we all we all played songs from Woodstock, mm-hmm. um, and Hendrix like played the Star Spangled Banner and like threw his guitar over his head and all this crazy stuff, and it was amazing and. He's making his guitar sound like rockets, and I didn't do that. I just went. I just like used a wah pedal and thought I was like ruling the world. But it was it was really cool for me because she told me that it, she saw that and realized she wanted to be a musician. And now oh, we're wow. kids together. Yeah, it's just that, that made me cry a little bit. It was like, oh, Angel, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Honestly, <laughs> beautiful because like we've moved across the country together and done all this stuff. Um, I just. You know, I, I, I would have done it by myself, but I would have been very scared to not be doing it with my best friend. Um, so it's 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 cool. Um, it, it is one of those things like you, you find someone that, you know, you're going to argue with. Like there's not a person on this planet that you could do as much as I do with Angel and not get into small little things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you've been best friends for like as long coming up on 11 years, like that can happen but that doesn't like we, we I, I've always known it wasn't like a, a deal-breaking conversation um, mm-hmm. the weird thing about 
about being an artist in this day and age is it it is the least viable time ever to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, like if someone asked me, is this a good career path? I'd say, well, I'm not making a living from it right now, but I love it. And yeah. I love, I got, I'm, it's a total hustle in my life and I'm okay with that. Um, but it is a hustle and it's just something that you can only really hope will, will get better soon so we can get back get back on the grind um because i miss playing shows that's the thing i'm like do you miss performing i just oh absolutely much i miss just even going to a dance class with like 20 people in a room that i'm friends with yeah see that's the that's the other question i was gonna ask because i'm a music teacher we i'm running rehearsals with students right now like that Uh it hasn't with it's a big enough space i can do social distancing and keep masks on but they're not being overtly active yeah. You know, like dancing is I cannot I could not I can't sing without a mask on. I mean with with a mask on. So I cannot imagine like just being that physically active. Um in general music's ideals are kind of they're not like body type based. They're just it's it's luck it's sort of this luck of the draw thing. Mm-hmm. Um it's this weird like I sometimes there's just clear skills and someone has a good melodic sense or someone has a good uh whatever sense of, of what, what you need, uh, rather a good feel for what you need for the song in that moment. Um, Cause I've been in bands with people that don't have a sense of what the song should be. Uh-huh. It is. I have this cool groove idea. Let's lay it down. It's like, well, the song doesn't, I mean, it really doesn't need something this complicated. Um, like simple is okay. Things like that. Like there, there's a sense in, in dancing where, to me like how much room are you given for improvisation within your art form that's something that i always love Mm -hmm. to discuss because actors get to in improv that's pretty much it they get to throw little moves in for their the way they move around in their scene but they are for the most part confined to the words of another yeah it just depends on like what choreographer you're working with and their specific vision because i've been in pieces where the choreographer is like i choreographed this 10 years ago or I was just in a piece that was from like the thirties or forties and they're like, it's been this way forever. Do it like this. Where if I'm doing more student choreography, we're all creating it together. It's like, Oh, I'm going to give you these few words or ideas to like improvise with. We'll take what we want. Or maybe it stays a forever improvised. It's very interesting. Yeah. With, with music, we, the biggest thing with like now we run tracks is I didn't want to just press play on a track. Um, I got no problem with that. I've seen tons of bands sound all. I mean, Tame Impala is my favorite modern band mm. and I've seen them twice and both times the tracks were evident and it didn't affect my ability to enjoy what they were doing. Um, it's not like they were just walking out and pressing play. I don't really, I will never probably pay money for a, the average EDM set. Because I know, I, I know to get the lights to be that in sync, you are you are pressing play, um, and that's okay. I just don't need to. I don't need to see someone like put some effects on their main track for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I would rather just listen to the main track with good headphones and give it my attention that way. Um, I don't. I don't think that I'm not trying to be like disrespectful of, of that music because I like that music. I just seeing it live doesn't i know it's gonna have to be triggered because it's so studio based everything Mm -hmm. is 
it's not something they could really pull off live with a band. And if they're just walking out there with uh, like a DJ controller, then that's probably what they're doing. But we've got the ability to let a section keep running, like just repeat um, if we want to go longer um, and stop it, but come back in wherever we want to and take individual layers out um, within that. So we get, there's, there's a lot of room for improvisation, not only with my playing, with Angel's playing on our... A lot of times when we're improvising, it becomes me playing guitar or me playing keys and then her playing keys because we'll have looped her bass or something already. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of room to to suddenly just start play, like just start soloing, but I can solo with a different beat. Like when I feel what used to be me looking at the drummer and saying, I'm about to get really intense right now. Like my solo is about to go crazy. You got to go crazier to make this make sense. Uh-huh. Um, as soon as that could potentially start happening and you're thinking about that, then it suddenly kind of turns over, um, it to this new world where when you want that to happen, you can trigger that to happen. You can mm-hmm. make that decision. It's not like a, let's hope this happens. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I hope he understands my eye contact. Um, cause that doesn't really work in the in the long term in the in the grand scheme of stuff um if every time there's going to be times where that doesn't work like you can you i don't care how good your eye contact is um and it ours was good like i thought we were a very tight three piece um but at a certain point i hated when i start soloing for the sound to diminish yeah um and then we tried angel playing keys and and bass at the same time um in some way and that didn't work and then i tried playing keys with my feet and that didn't work it was this whole it was it's been this whole it was a controller it's not like i would like make the chords with my toes or whatever uh-huh. that would be i just have this really scary image of my toes just like somehow being long enough to do that um <laughs> but it, it would be really scary um but no it's just this weird kind of just feeling out process of do we just get another human because we've mm-hmm. tried that. And if I got another human at this point, I'm not even sure if it would be a drummer. If I'm being honest, I like I like playing drums a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just want another person to play keys and sing. I'd want another vocalist. Um, but uh, and, and recently, Angel's been like recording some stuff for She Sings Lead as well, which I was a bit of a prima donna about for a while. But <laughs> um, we're, that was something I could, you know, we, we're, we're cool with that. Um, and it's not... It, it sounds cool. You know, I like how it sounds. If I didn't like her voice, I'd, I'd be against it. But I w- it was more about me just being a prima donna about my voice being the voice of the band or whatever. Um, <laughs> but the big things with, with the band now is it's like it, there's no vote as well. Like we don't vote anymore. The vote used to be pretty brutal. Uh-huh. They're, they're, I mean, because it'd be rigid. But then, you know, this has never been the case for me. I can speak that proudly and and I can speak that for Angel too. I don't. I don't want to badmouth any former members, but a lot of times people can make a vote, and it's fine when they're the one out voting. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. But for them to get outvoted, they don't like um, mm-hmm. at all, you know. Um, and so it that therefore the vote isn't what they like. They like that they're getting their way, mm-hmm. um, and that's not the same thing. <laughs> um, that's not really fair either to, to anyone involved. So it it sort of becomes this weird, weird thing. It's like, is the vote even worth it? Like, should we be voting on this stuff? 
um and like we also lived together for a while so like we have a kitty now we named her cheese um and cheese decided she was our cat i there's no other way for me to explain this story other than she kept walking into our house (laughs) that became a vote essentially Uh um but the one that got outvoted didn't want the cat so that big suddenly we, we're going with the person that got outvoted because it's like a roommate situation not a band situation but that's where it gets complicated that's why living together is a is a different step you know um mm. but i can tell let me put it this way we if we'd gone on tour um we, ne- we never actually got to tour while living in philly i mean I'm, i say that in the past tense of the of the group as it was mm. because i i will i see touring in our future again but i also see just playing in New York City regularly, playing in Jersey regularly, playing here and playing maybe even Boston and DC regularly. Those are a little further um, where it'd be tough to get there on a Friday or Saturday night, but it'd be possible. It'd be doable, you know, um, theoretically in, in, in a night, like I could get off work and go. Um, so because the, the big thing was when we like when we toured to, to New York City and stayed with you guys, I mean, we I took off two weeks to make that tour possible. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to do that three times that year. Mm. I'm just not going to be allowed to do that at UPS. Just straight up, not going to happen. Mm. Um, like, they're, they're, it's just, and I don't know if I can afford to. I lived at home at the time. Yeah. Um, but, like, adulting makes, makes the art difficult sometimes. Um, in fact, I, I moved here to, to speed things up, you know, um, because we were doing a lot of work in Florida, but it was also easier to be doing that much work. Um, we were living at home and the gigs were plentiful, but that's because it was not a competitive city. Yeah. So, you know, we're in a competitive city. And that's, that's cool. I'm ready to, to be competitive in a competitive city. Um, it's just that the, you know, now the city is on hold. So I, I understood, definitely understood. I don't want to play a show until it's safe to play a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, this is an art form I can still perform. I mean, obviously, there are solo pieces, but I do feel for my dancer friends. I mean, my friend Maggie lives in the city, and she was at Pace, but now she's taking the semester off and just teaching kickboxing, which I'm like, isn't that just as physical, Mags? And she's like, yeah, but I can still – they're allowing it because Florida. I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Florida's different. It's a different beast. I try to explain this to people. I'm like, you realize we got gators down there, right? Like, what does that have to do with anything? It's like the second you live in a state where gators are like what we're known for. No, I think that the big, the biggest thing about, about the arts on the whole, right? If this is, this is, I always have to tie it back to the arts when I'm talking about anything, but this is like an arts podcast and yeah. I can just talk sometimes. Um, I think this is how Sarah and I became like awesome friends because we would start talking like, I don't know if she's told you the story of us becoming friends. No. But, okay, so I, I basically said, hey, Sarah, like, we've never met, but I've got a big crush on your friend, Drew, like, a big crush on her. And I, like, want to date her. And, like, I think we should be best friends. Like, what do I do? Like, do, do you think I've got a shot here? Like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, listen, bro, you've got a lot of energy. I like that. And then <laughs> we just started talking. It was, like, it was awesome. Like, she just, like, and she was into my best friend at the time. Mm-hmm. So it, we ended up like dating each other's best friends and like asking for advice all the time. But then it didn't work out with either friend and we're still homies. Um, so that's just, it, I figured that would happen in that way too. Like uh-huh. I knew we'd always end up being friends. Um, once we started talking, I was like, you've got an infectious energy. 
um, that's just fun to have around. Plus, everyone needs a sassy Sarah in their life. You can't, you can't just be going around living your life all peaceful. You need someone to tell you when you're wrong sometimes. And Sarah will do that. Oh, Easily. she'll ruffle some feathers. Yeah, she'll do it. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> um, but that, that was kind of that, that, that was basically how we, we started being friends. It was just like, yeah, we like each other's friend. You should, yeah, you should be my friend. Um, but since, since we've become friends, like, it's weird, like, she's known what songs were written about what girl and stuff, and I don't think even the girls know. Uh Like, sometimes they know, because it's obvious they were the only girl at the time, but sometimes it's like, uh, it, I, the songs take a while to come out, like, if I, if I, when I can look at, like, look back at it, like, our two, well, we just dropped another song, but the two before it, we had a song called Hurt Feelings, a song called Simpler Times. Both of those were supposed to be out in December. The only uh-huh. thing that wasn't ready then was the drums. And the fact that I only released an album in 20, I mean, we only released an album, but I say I because it bothered me as, as an artist. Like, I, I write too quickly to be releasing that slowly. Mm-hmm. It's not... A, like, we've got a back catalog of 20-plus songs right now oh, that wow. we've recorded. Most are started. But it's like, okay, next year, I don't want to do an album. I mean, an album would be the easiest way to get rid of these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's easier to do, like, I would like to do something a month, but I'd like to do it every month, uh, whether it be a single, whether it be an EP, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of it as kind of a cool... I mean, I just like being prolific, um, but... I also just, I don't think it's prolific to the point of rushing anything. I just happen to work that quickly. Mm-hmm. The songs people have liked have been the ones that came to me quickly. The ones that I like labor over for a long time end up somehow sounding worse to me later, first of all. Like, I'm just never as satisfied with them as the initial idea. What well, is that initial entry point when you're wanting to make a new song like is it oh i want to write something about this person with this feeling is it from like a lyric or a melody standpoint um so it it does depend Uh Uh, but i think for me i walk like if i'm walking like my walk oh wait like if i'm biking to the train i'll get a melody idea almost every time interesting um so like when for me it's like being in motion i get it so like when i'm when i'm lifting boxes at work too i start to get ideas it's like typically it's not a good time for me to whip out the voice memo and start singing it in but sometimes yeah. I do it because uh, it's a thing but recently it's been whatever whatever idea comes to me i'm not gonna voice memo it because if it's a real sinker it'll be the one that's stuck in my head tomorrow too because mm. those happen as well and mm. then i'm like okay this one better this is a song then um, and I'll like start, I'll sing it in my own head for a while and like come up with lyrics I, through that. Like I don't really sit down to write very often. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think Angel's way more methodical with it. And I love that because I sometimes I, I wish I had more of that. It just doesn't work when I try to do it. At least I don't think it works. It's, it's not something that I feel as attached to. It, I always think it's cool when people start dancing. It's just not. Sometimes the songs that I think they're going to dance to are not the songs that they dance to. It's very strange, especially with originals. I'm like, this is the one with the four on the floor. Why aren't they dancing to this one? <laughs> that should make people dance. I mean, come on. But it only does if it's a good four on the floor. It's it's got to be correct. Um, and it's not it's not always it's not always correct. I guess. How how could it be incorrect? What would make it correct or not? Um, 
I, 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 you have to ask them. I don't know. Uh, mm. That's that's definitely something that they gotta they gotta let me know. Stat. <laughs> but the the weird the weirdest thing about about the way that the art forms combined me, and I think they 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 combine. I think I mentioned dynamics at one point, but yeah, it was like you can't be operating at a hundred all the time, or it will feel like you're zero. Yeah, and then you have nowhere to go. It's like if if you if like say I'm getting into an argument with a family member. If I start talking to them for the five twenty minutes yelling, they're going to be checking out by that fifth minute. They're going to be done by five minutes. They they will hear very little of what comes after because they're they're just just going to shut down. And that's for most people. If I get yelled at, that's right around five minutes for me. Where until I'm done. Um, and that's just what, I mean, in a scene, I can see the same way in music. If I'm operating too loud, then I have nowhere to go. Um, and it can get exhausting. Like if the art form is like, check me out. I am art, uh, all the time. And there's nowhere. I think that applies to even visual art because if it's, if, if there's Mm -hmm. no space in the art, then it doesn't look quite as intriguing either. Yeah, exhausting on the end of the creator and the consumer like i mean even just thinking about like an album cover right with, that mm-hmm. has a beautiful image in it like the lumineers one album the one that everyone knows it's got hey ho uh-huh. uh, it's got it's got yeah hey it's got it's got that beautiful like little image in the center but it's a black album cover with the image in the center if that image was just, it, it didn't have the black there, and it was just the image was the cover with the font, I, I, it would not be as cool a cover. Because uh, there's so much more space. I mean, that's the only example I can think of right now. Um, but there's there's so many like that I can think of. If I like, Are you aware of the work of Jack Antonoff? Loosely. I know some bleachers, and I know he's collaborated with, like, Lord and Taylor Swift and um, What's-Her-Face, the other lady. I think he did... He did something with Katie. He did something with uh, St. Vincent not that long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I look into his credits. He did Brave by Sarah Bareilles. Hmm. Um, he's, done a lot of, he's done a lot of big songs. and A lot of Taylor's biggest songs are him. Like Shake It Off is him. Hmm. Um, Blank Space is him. He's done a lot of stuff. But he's someone that I think Angel and I both just want to be a lot. Just like highly. He can do his own thing, but he can also just be very collaborative outside of what he does with these amazing stars and also win Grammys. You know, he can, he can kind of juggle both things while still having a very successful band in bleachers. I mean, bleachers is at a level that I'm sure most bands would want to be at. Totally. Um, But it's also not even his main gig. It's like (laughs) a thing he does for fun at this point. It's also not even his first successful band. It's his third successful band. Because Fun was his second successful band because he was in Steel Train. And Steel Train's awesome. And they were pretty big. I I don't consider them nearly as big as either of his later bands. Uh uh, But they were pretty big for an indie rock band. I mean, big enough. Working on a new song and creating something, do you ever feel at a certain point it's not you creating it anymore and you're just putting in the pieces that want to be there and helping the song be what it wants to be? At the be- well, at the beginning, when it come when I'm hearing it, uh-huh. um, there's this like there's this because like, it has happened before. I'm like, I got this great idea, and Angel's like, dude, that's like thriller. Like you literally just wrote the song. <laughs> like, oh shit, I did. Like I hear it now. Like um, uh-huh. it's happened where it's like, did I just get a song stuck in my head, or is this my new brilliant composition? Mm-hmm. Um, but it typically, if it's a song I know no one else wrote, 
and it's clear and it's 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 one of those ones on like the second day where I'm still hearing it. It's still stuck in my head. I know that one's one that I'm invested in enough to put the pieces together and make my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd rather make our own because usually I, I'll start it and then we'll finish it. Um, mm-hmm. I think in general, I write a lot faster than Angel does. I think she'd, I think she'd agree. Um, just in terms of the number one of us usually has done versus the other. I think it's just a quantifiable thing. Um, but I don't think that's a good or a bad thing. Like I just, I just write quicker. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really happy with the quality of her songs. Like I wouldn't want her to write any faster. Um, if it was going to be at the detriment, like she, the quality of the songs is good. So I have no reason to be like, write faster. Um, yeah. and, but on the same flip side, I have no reason to slow down if the songs are good. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I think a lot of the times I'll get the ideas for things. Bless you, bless you, bless you. A lot of times I'll get I'll get an idea for something just walking around, or sometimes I'll just if I sit down and I lay chords down, I know it was a hundred percent of my own creation. And sometimes I feel like it's coming from a, a from a place other than myself. Like when I listen to it the next day, I won't remember doing some of those artistic choices. But a lot of it is the production side of it, like. The melody idea for the songs I'm pretty quick with, and it's always been something I'm always like coming to myself, singing to myself. Is the fridge open? What is that? Is that upstairs? Yeah. that's why I'm hearing that. I don't know. I don't know if you hear. I don't know if you hear a little. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard it. That's that's all the way upstairs. Like, what a loud phone. It's that question, sort of. It it really it really does depend, but it. It, a lot of times I feel like it's coming from somewhere else when I'm just walking around and it's like, where is this coming from? Like, I know it's mm-hmm. coming from my brain because I'm hearing it in my brain, but it's just like, where I just got lucky with this one. Like, it does feel very luck. Like, I just feel, I feel lucky when I like a song I've written. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know for myself, I've done a fair amount of choreography and I start very like, okay, what am I trying to say? How can I do that through movement? Um, and once I have like enough pieces... And I've kind of set some stuff. I feel like it's no longer a question of what do I want? What do I think should go there? It's what makes sense for the piece. What does the piece want to be? What should it feel like? And then it's not really like it's me making the decisions, but it it isn't really because I'm just helping it find its way now. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that is, that is what it eventually becomes, especially at the end when I'm like editing the audio Mm -hmm. and things like that. It's, it's like, this is becoming what it, like now it sounds the way I heard it in my head before, Uh or it's because I'm in a a unit and for a long time it was, okay, I, I need to do as much as I can to limit my vision in the head besides the melody. Mm-hmm. besides the melody and the words and those are usually pretty those don't change too much like when I get them I'm, I'm very happy and then I, I stick with them um, I just I'm, I'm very like whatever my first idea was unless I get a better idea later but I don't usually very very rarely do I get one that I like better after I've already put the song out at least mm-hmm. um, and most of the time that is the case like I, I don't like I, I like the idea when I put it out and that's kind of where I leave it. Um, but there, there has it has happened where I'm like, dang, I really should have redid that one drum take or something. But mm. it, it's t- it, I can't really dwell on that. So for the most part, it's very like 
there's been very few songs that's actually a concept I kind of want to explore um, is, uh, is like making work with intention because mm-hmm. uh, the only time I've ever actually had to do it made like the song that's like the I would not call it a hit it was just a song at my school that everyone knew mm-hmm. um, but it was just because it was in this dude's movie and he asked me to write a very specific song for a very specific scene where a character actually um, commit the commit suicide. Um, mm-hmm. So very powerful work for a freshman to put in a film. I, I it was, it wasn't, it was executed rather interestingly. It's uh, mm-hmm. like an interesting film. Um, but what was interesting to me about that is I, I ended up making like, a, it was a six minute scene and I wrote it like beat for beat to what he needed and really liked the way it came out. Um, and everyone thought that he wrote the scene around the song because the song like kind of, it was a silent scene in the film except for the song. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, it was just a, it was a cool exercise that I was like, dang. So that song, what happened with the high school band songs? Cause that was that band that wasn't thoughts. Um, uh-huh. and anything with that band isn't online anymore. I think we have like two songs still online, which, which is kind of sad, but, um, it's also just like I wrote all those songs and some of them are songs I'd like to be singing when I'm like 60 and old and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to be singing them as a thoughts member at that age. Like that's where I am with the band. So um, for me, I, I, I'd like those songs. So that's why we took them down. But certain songs just stayed for some reason. They're like, no, we're staying. I was like, all right, Spotify, <laughs> keep my songs. Um, but it's so certain, so that song we're recording now and it's like, oh man, I, I, I can produce it so much better for its intention now before it was a rock song that I wanted to be a rock song. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just a sad song that I can make what I, I can, I can actually like guide it to where it needs to be with intent. Um, mm-hmm. and so that, that becomes an interesting interesting flow state to get into if you can get into it that sometimes i get into it and i'll like recently i've written like 15 songs and i like all of them but there'll be like a month where i don't write any songs mm-hmm. and i don't really get any ideas that i'm all that happy with um and maybe that's a month i decide to listen to music in my headphones on the way to work instead of humming into my phone instead of mm-hmm. looking at traffic and shit but uh, i just kind of genuinely enjoy the the process i mean i enjoyed the process when we had a drummer i don't i don't want anything i say that's positive about the two of us as now um to to kind of seem demeaning but the one thing i will say is that i did feel slowed down before Mm -hmm. um and that's not that's a bad problem to have as a musician i mean that's just not where you want to be um it's it's very frustrating to be writing more stuff and just have to pick up the pieces around you when you know that you can just if if you needed to you could just pick up those pieces yourself and be done and be good so it's this kind of weird it's this it's this weird kind of archetype where like with angel and i i know that it's going to be production minded and it's going to be done quickly Mm -hmm. um and we're both we both have the same goal which is to get things done get things accomplished and make some make some money while we're doing it i mean now it's just trying to make money to spend money on the band it's like, what do we do as a side hustle for the band? Which is not financially advisable. That's all stuff we're going to have to pay taxes on. It works. Uh, if I got a Postmate order to get some money so we can promote ourselves, I'll do that. Um, because the the hustle is, 
not something that everyone is, is ready for or willing to accept and embrace. Um, I think like your city in particular is like a very hustle oriented city. Just like, oh, yeah. sheesh. Um, that was the other, I was like, I, I like that Philly is a city that sleeps. Um, <laughs> like, sheesh, that your city does not sleep. When I, 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 people that I know in New York city, they're like, you're in town. They're texting me this at three in the morning. I just, I have an actual insomniac. Um, and I'd already smoked in your apartment. So I didn't want to like continue smoking in your apartment to fall asleep. Uh, so I was just texting people at three in the morning in the city and they're like, you got to come out. I was like, I can't get back in all this stuff. So I'm going to stay here. And, but I would have been awakened. I probably fell asleep like five in the morning. It's not because it wasn't like a cozy couch. Like they passed the fuck out. I'm just an actual insomniac. Uh, For whatever reason on that tour, I slept like maybe eight hours over the course of the whole thing. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, it was just not. I mean, I don't know how I kept my voice for all eight shows, um, but we did, uh, and it, it worked itself out. In just where I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah, this is fine. Everything's fine. Um, what gets kind of strange with time is that the now it's it's all kind of falling into place in terms of the working speed that I would like to work at in the releasing speed. Um, Cause we were operating fast, but other people were telling me I needed to slow down. And I didn't like that. What uh, other people uh, like in, within the band? Um, sometimes within the band, not angel, um, just different people we've had, like people that weren't even our drummer yet. were like, you're trying to do a lot of stuff. I don't know if I've got the work ethic for a band like mm-hmm. this. That isn't my band. Um, and then other people were like, yeah, this is too fast for me. Like, I want to spend more time with my parts and all that stuff. And that's just a comfort level thing. That's not necessarily a you're wrong thing. Um, but for me, I get uncomfortable holding on to stuff for too long. Um, because I think about the songs that I released a year ago. I'm like, I really like that album. I'm in a different place now. Uh, I, I really like the album, but also, like, the new album's better, and there's not even a new album. Like, whatever it is I'm working on, I just think I'm more connected to because it's more recent, and it's more in line with what I'm listening to and what I'm trying to, to do as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Have you seen so, a significant shift in the kind of work you're interested in creating? Uh, yes. Um, I think there was always influence from this work, but being in a rock power trio always had the element of, well, we need to be able to play this live and we need to be able to, you know, where's the solos and and all this stuff. Um, I don't think we were like a crazy solo heavy band before, but when we played live shows, I I would solo quite a bit and things like that. Because it was like, we're a rock band. And I don't think I'd fully, I mean, I'd call us maybe an electronic rock band now, Mm. or maybe I'd call us, uh, that seems to be the one that doesn't hurt to say most. So I'll stick with that actually. Uh, but there's a lot of pop in there too. I mean, I love pop music. I think pop is seen as a bad word by some musicians as if that's like, why I don't get that. Um, the Beatles were a pop band. Um, jazz was at one point pop. So it's also a confusing word. Uh, cause pop music of today is pop music of today, but the, you, you know, later they will call this like EDM or they'll call it like in the eighties, they called it pop, but it was synth pop. Um, in the seventies, they called it singer songwriter sometimes. And now it's just called soft rock or pop or the, the genre comes later, but I'll, I can say like, I, the shift has gone more toward like a, a, a production mindset where you can tell that there's effort that's gone into this. It's not three people playing. Um, cause I still listen to that music and I still love that music. 
I'm not, I mean, I'm, I don't listen to our music that often. I mean, I still listen to it to make sure I don't hate it because I think that's <laughs> important. I mean, it's important, but it's not that often that I do that um, where I can just like listen back and, and hear that stuff. I, I think the, the biggest shift is more in the way we're producing the music. Um, like the, the conversations we have, like, should this be a real drum? Should we put synth here? What about synth bass? What about real bass? It's all about what, what will, I get, like, like you said, like guide the song to where it, it is most wanting to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Like I, I genuinely enjoy writing recently and I'm getting a lot of stuff written. So it's, it's a good, Ooh. it's a good time. Like I, for, for once at least, like in this band, it's been good at different points as a writer, but it's the first time in this band I've, I've been like, very inspired to do a lot of things um because i've had the extra time there was always shows and tour and other stuff i had to dedicate hours to um then i was like working and going to school and all that but now i'm working two jobs and the band and it's like i'm i'm fine putting the effort mm. i am you know I, I can i could be putting more into the band i still feel but um i, I still feel like i'm i'm getting everything out i can accomplish done right now mm. um besides maybe social media we kind of suck at the social media <laughs> um, but there, I mean, there are ways you can just make that better. But a lot of the people with the crazy social media games are also paying for that. So it's it's kind of a balance. Like, yeah. how how did they get these followers in the first place? You know, uh, you don't just wake uh, up tomorrow with a million. Um, <laughs> you can't. I mean, but some people just do. Sometimes that does happen. Like one of your posts is shared by a meme page or something, and now you've got like a big load or something. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, I have to actually head to the train for my job. I didn't realize what time it was. Um, but this was awesome. We should definitely do this again sometime whenever yeah, you'd totally. like to. If you want to give like a quick shout out to your band and where to find it, like do it. Thoughts is the band. Woo! Um, Thoughts, <laughs> official band on Instagram. Um, just like search us on Facebook and all that stuff on Spotify. But if you want to make it really easy to find any of our links, all of our YouTube videos, all like direct links to our Instagram, all our social media, thoughtsband.com. Um, and if you want to listen to our music, we're on everywhere music is, is streamed, sold, all that. Uh, but also on thoughtsband.com. If you just, there'll be a mural of our artwork. If you click on the artwork, it'll take you directly to Spotify. Um, so if, if if you're an Apple Music person, just search thoughts. But otherwise, I got you with those direct links. Um, and yeah, we uh, this I'm Benny, and for a while you had Angel from the from the duo Thoughts as well, um, with a guest appearance from our cat Cheese and our roommate Jay. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It was awesome. Definitely, yeah, definitely thanks, Benny. Do this again sometime. Totally. All right, sweet. Peace. Have a great day.